Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be under the sound of my voice at this time, we welcome you to the It's Real Radio talk show. I am your host, Elder Colette James, and as always, we consider it an an absolute honor and a privilege to be able to join with you in the airwaves and to discuss real issues, excuse me, on real real topics. It's... um, It's been a very interesting journey for us along the way, and we've had some incredible conversations. But in all that we do, it is a heart, mine and the heart of my co-host, to encourage you every step of your journey in Christ. That's our whole goal, to make sure that you understand that no matter what you may be going through in life, whatever trials and tribulations you may be facing at this current time, that you are not alone, that all that you're walking through, it may be specific to your journey. However, there are others who have had to walk your path before, who have had to overcome different obstacles and and different setbacks and the naysayers and all of those different things. And and our show today is really going to touch on that. It's basically just overcoming the voice of the naysayer in, in pursuit of your destiny. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. Right now, we want to um, allow our wonderful co-host to welcome you, Ms. Tanya Clark Roberts. How are you this morning, ma'am? Oh, good morning, Elder. How are you, beautiful? And just to welcome everybody that is listening, how are you doing? I'm awesome. I am awesome, awesome, awesome. I woke up this morning, took a deep breath, and said, thank you, Lord, because I was able to do that. Yes. What? Yes. It's so good to be <laughs> what they say in the midst of God. One more time. One more time. Girl, exactly. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I am trying to tell you for real. And Mr. Funny Man himself, Mr. D.L. Henry, how you be this morning, sir? I be real good. I be good. Dad, trying to sound all deep. Let me pray for a father. We just ask that you stand you right now in the name of Jesus God to remove uh-huh. the deepness from a spirit, Father, and just let it do what it do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. And amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing? Oh, we oh, are God. Well, Y'all got to forgive me. I'm out here working oh, this well. morning. Oh, okay. Well, you're getting that little grind on. That's good. That's good. That means you can pay your bills at the end of the week. Amen. I know so, Lord, have mercy. Because I'm telling you, believe there's angels in the bill collector's office. They don't ever miss a bill. It come on time every month. <laughs> <laughs> bills, they don't right. miss a bill. Now, they might miss sending you your check. But they don't miss no bills. They, ain't never they don't miss like, a bill. That ain't no joke, okay? No That's joke. The truth. <laughs> that is the honest to God truth, for real. So, you know, I tell people when they're complaining about paying their bills, you need to be dancing and shouting because you can pay them. And don't go be complaining because you, you have to pay them. Be grateful that you can because yeah. I've been on the flip side of that when they're coming in and you don't have nothing to give them. Then that's when you got some issues, okay? That's when some issues, amen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. 
Well, we have a guest this morning, and so we don't want to just keep him just hanging out there in the wind. We have the CEO of the Glory Network with us, and we are really honored to have him because we are actually, our talk show is syndicated on his network, so it is an honor to welcome Mr. Victor Marshall to the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How y'all doing? Can y'all hear me? Yes, we good can. morning. How are you? Such a privilege. It's such a pride and a privilege to be on this wonderful talk show. We air it every single week, twice a week, and it's such a blessing to be able to uh, be in the midst of such anointed individuals such as yourselves. Well, amen, amen. Thank All you right, so you much. All right, you got to be talking um, about Tanya and, and Colette. I, I was gonna say that he had to be talking about me and Colette. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Hold up now! Wait, I just gonna say, don't start no man, my brother, like that. Because see, 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 CL is definitely anointed in what he does. The question is, what yeah. does he do? <laughs> okay. Yeah, look, but he's anointed. Look, what do you really do, Tommy? Right, right, really, really, no, no. Do you humor in the show Elder because James. it can get very yes. You know, you know what? Let me tell you why this brother's anointed. See, he helped them laugh to keep these people from crying. That's what you're talking about? Exactly. He, he keeps he kept them me from crying. That's for sure. Because they gotta laugh to keep themselves from crying. Because when they folks are going through their trials and they're going through their tribulations, every now and again. They need a little laughter because laughter can be medicine. You know, I would rather folks be laughing and being joyful in the Lord than soaking on limbs. So I, I praise God for, for that gentleman and his unique ministry and what he does on your broadcast. Oh, amen. I, I, I knew he was exactly going to be powerful when he said his name. I knew it. I like him already. I knew he was going to be powerful. When you got two names like Vic the Marshall, that just sound important, don't you? Welcome, Vic the Marshall. Oh, Lord, Lord, help, yes, 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 he does, though, our, our, um, our broadcast can get a little deep and a, a little intense, and, and there needs to be that, that breakup in it, and so we are, we are grateful for DL and what he brings to the show, actually, we really, really miss him when he's unable to join us, he has a very busy schedule, he's working, and then he's on the road with his stand-up and what have you, so we miss him terribly when he is not around. We thank you, I know sir, I do. Marshall, for, for taking the time. We understand that you're on the road yourself this morning. I know you have a very busy schedule as well. And so thank you so much for even while you're on the road taking time to, to join us this morning. Our topic this morning is um, dealing with the fact that so many people have to overcome so much in pursuit of their destiny. Now, you're the CEO of the Glory Network, but you started off with just a radio program, and on that program or in in pursuit of even starting that up, I know you and I have had conversations that you had a lot of people that tell you told you you were wasting your time. I want you to just kind of elaborate on that for us. You want me to start from the very beginning and go from the God yes, radio show to where I am? Okay. Yes, sir, I do, well, because first, there first are people all, right now that are struggling to get to where you are. First of all, what I want to say is to the listeners that are listening in the body of Christ and those that are listening on this wonderful radio broadcast, uh, a long time ago, about 12 years ago, uh, I was working in a radio station in Washington, D.C., and I was simply there, but I did not understand why I was there. When I was there, what God gave me is, you know, you're simply there to learn because, you know, you're kind of sort of going to school for what you're about to be doing, which I did not understand. <laughs> and then later, after leaving that particular job, I went to Atlanta, which is where God had me to start the God's Glory radio broadcast. When I was um, in a church in Lithonia while Neil Ellis was ministering the Word of God, God gave me this topic and this uh, particular name of this broadcast called the God's Glory Radio Show. And from there, um, I began to come on the radio. I was on Monday through Friday for one hour. I started um, in the radio station uh, right outside of Morrow, right, right out in, in, in Atlanta in that particular area. 
And what happened was I began to um, target youth uh, because God had, at the time, had had me to bring young people on uh, the radio broadcast, and I was encouraging them. But as I was encouraging them, I was playing music. But God transitioned me uh, to change the way we were doing our broadcast. We went from playing music to who come on to actually preach and share their ministry. And in the midst of me doing that, there were a lot of people that could not understand why I was having airtime, buying airtime, and just putting other people on to talk about their ministry. And I'm not going to lie to you. I did not completely understand why I was doing what I was doing, but I did that because God had given me that to do. So as I began to put people on the radio, uh, I tried to start off um, just uh, like locally and just kind of bring people on here and there. But what God began to do is he began to have me deal with people all over the United States. So, you know, a lot of folks thought it was a waste of time and people didn't really, you know, understand the whole point of it. And, you know, they had a lot of negative negativity that, you know, it was a waste. It was God. It was entertainment. And, you know, a lot of people didn't take what I was doing real serious. So I just continued to do what God gave me, and I continued to do the work that God gave me, and I continued to bring people on, and God began to expand the vision. Now, last year, in 2015, God said, starting in January, I'm going to have you begin um, dealing with the nations. Now, I'd already began to deal with the nations before, but not on this scale. Um, I began to seek um, the nations of, of where God wanted to begin. But, of course, you know, that there were several people that just did not understand. Uh, you know, you don't know nobody uh, in these countries, and, you know, how are you going to call these people? And, you know, there were just a lot of questions and a lot of speculation as to what was going on. So I, I followed what God gave me, and I began to reach out uh, to these nations and to these countries. And the first broadcast that God gave me was Russia. And um, Elder James, I know you're familiar with that broadcast because at 5 o'clock in the morning, we had to deal with another time zone. And we were uh, actually the person that got up. And we called Russia early in the morning at 5 o'clock in the morning because there was another time zone. And what we did was we began to uh, minister to those in Russia. And then shortly after that, God brought Argentina. And then after Argentina, God brought Kenya. And then after Kenya came, you know, uh, came uh, United Kingdom, London, and then Paris, France, and so on. It just continued to just grow. So I continued to do uh, what God had given me, but what God had given me, a lot of people didn't quite get it. They, they really didn't understand it. And a lot of folks really questioned what I was doing. Was it a waste of time? Was it a waste of your money? You're spending all of your money there. Um, a lot of folks didn't understand, you know, why, why aren't you buying yourself stuff? Why are you spending all your money doing this, this network? Why is the concentration uh, so much on this? Um, I really don't think that God wants you to do this. A lot of folks just don't understand. So it came to a point this year that God had allowed me to leave the radio station where I once was, and he allowed me to understand when I was in university in Charlotte, North Carolina, that I needed to go ahead and open up a network, but not just any kind of network, but a radio station and a television station to the nation. So as I began to um, do what God told me, I, I had a conversation with Elder James a while ago um, that, you know, God wanted me to open this radio station up, you know, where are these people going to come from? I don't have, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people to fill this spot. But God had told me himself, I'm going to fill every spot. So, of course, you know, I talked to Elder James. We prayed about it. And she said the people were going to come. And sure enough, people came. People came locally, nationally, and internationally. Currently, right now, we have people on that God has brought on from, from, from Hong Kong, from China. We have folks that are coming on on a regular basis from, you know, from, from Canada and Montreal, Quebec, and different places. 
And then there are several other countries that people are calling uh, day and night because I'm dealing with all time zones. And folks are just looking to get in where they fit in on a radio broadcast. So through my obedience, God allowed it to manifest, um, you know, in a short period of time, it has grown quite quickly. But even with that, even now, with people on the radio from other countries, with folks on the radio from other states, and with people sewing on a weekly basis, and people sewing on a monthly basis, and all the things that God is doing, believe it or not, there are still people out here that really, truly believe that this is not God. And there are truly people believing that this is really luck and that I really should not be doing this. Or this, It's like I keep doing what God gives me to do, but regardless of what I'm doing, people still got something to say. So I can't mm-hmm. concentrate on people. I can't concentrate on what they think. I can't concentrate on their feelings of they like me or they like my ministry or they think it's God. All I know is God gave me this to do. And I'm just trying to do everything I can to help bring this thing that God gave me to pass. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know, what you have spoken is so profound to the point that you are even yet in the midst of the manifestation of what God said would be, and you still have people saying, why are you doing this? And this is not going to work. That that speaks volumes. And and my whole objective for this show today is to encourage people: do not be swayed by the naysayers. They told you that you were wasting your time and it wouldn't work when it was just a thought or a dream or something that you wanted to to pursue. And then it was a waste of your time when you had the broadcast and and um and even in the manifestation of that and you reaching the nations. And yes, I do remember the show with Russia very very well cuz I had to get up quite early <laughs> to join you on the radio, but it was a blessing. It was such a blessing to be able to minister to the country of Russia. I mean, you know, you don't get that opportunity every day. Seriously. Um but the fact that you are still, even in the midst of now you have your own network and, and you're doing things, and we're going to talk about this in, in a few minutes, that are unheard of with an Internet network, and you're reaching outside of cyberspace to promote the network, which is incredible. But the key is is that even now people are still trying to dissuade you. And for me, my belief is that, People allow themselves to be the voice of the enemy in our lives, and they allow the enemy to speak through them to try to stop the purpose and the destiny that God has for your life. So I I applaud you in your tenaciousness, in your faithfulness to the things that God has called you to do and not taking down, not stepping back. Um, Tanya D.L., I know you got some comments on that. Well, you know, that whatever you do, um, there's always going to be people that say they don't understand what it is that you do. I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. When I was uh, pastoring uh, in Concord, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte, uh, I think my church went from five people to 150 people in six months. And so when, when God pulled me away from that to go into this ministry of comedy, people didn't understand, especially people at my church. And at the time, I didn't know what he was pulling me towards, but believe me, I got a whole lot of flack uh, for leaving a ministry and going into comedy. Uh, I didn't quite understand it myself. Uh, until I got right in, in the midst of it. And what I mean by that is that, uh, you know, every Sunday, you know, we were preaching, have a, a good time and, you know, Bible study. Uh, but it's amazing when God put me on the stage in front of thousands, uh, about 10,000 people, and not necessarily saying anything about Jesus, but my lifestyle. They knew there was something different about me. Not the simple fact that I didn't curse in any of my routines when everybody else were, uh, but the effect that it was having on the people. I reached more people through comedy 
than I ever did stand behind a pulpit just by being an example. And I didn't understand that at first, and people didn't understand it. Uh, but I thank God because of the simple fact is that I didn't have to talk about being a Christian. I live being a Christian, and that's why I get the, the appointments that I get because of the integrity that I kept even while I was on the road. So I, I get it. But you have to just for all the listeners, regardless, when you know God is telling you something, regardless of what people think, trust God. Trust God, because mm. that's all that matters. Yes. Yes. Amen. Tanya? Well, you know, I'm going through, Elder, a little bit of it myself right now because God has given me the vision to start a transitional home for young ladies that have out in the streets and that have a second chance, um, been in prison and have gone through some things. And right now everybody's saying to me, why would you open up a home like that? There's there's no money in it. There's nothing in it. But the Lord, I truly believe, has given me the vision because he gave it a name, prodigal son, and that they're, they're coming home. And so he can redeem them again and give them a second chance and love them again. And I'm just listening to D.L. That's why I said the, for D to go first, because I'm sure that that was even harder being in the ministry. And then God has called, told you to go another avenue. So just even with you as well, Seth, what you've had to endure in your journey, in your faith walk, because I've seen a lot of what you've had to go through as well. But just hearing the CEO talk has been a blessing to me because sometimes you wonder because no one wants to give you information. People are closing doors in my faces already. They won't return my calls, and it can get discouraging. But at the same time, I still know what he told me, and that's what I have to stand on. You don't, It doesn't look like it can turn out to be anything, but I know that it is when it turns out to be something. So... Definitely so, a lot of naysayers, period. Amen, amen. Um, Victor, one thing that I, I know about your your walk um, and, and some of the things that people have, have come against you at is the fact that your heart is to bring those obscure ministries to the forefront. And the fact that, you know, in your journey you have been connected to mega ministries, the Paula White's ministry, um, Bishop Eddie Long's ministry, Neil Ellis, different people that are that people look at um, being up on some type of pedestal or platform or whatever. You have decided to reach back and pull those forward that you know that are anointed of God, but are may have a lesser name of notoriety. I can only imagine what people have come against you with because of that choice that you've made. Kinda can you elaborate on that a little? I can. Um, one of the things that people have to understand about a lot of the great evangelists in this country and in this world is and I'm gonna say this, I usually say this is a secret, but this is a secret for the listeners here on this broadcast. And and that is one, I'm gonna tell you right why. You know who Paula White is, T.D. Jakes is, Eddie Long is, Juanita Bynum is, Benny Hinn. All these people that you know, the only thing about them that makes you know them, and it's very simple, is they work. Working. Have these people sit um, in churches on the corner and not go out and evangelize, and not go on television, not go on radio, not travel, not speak a word, not want to uh, share uh, what God is doing to uh, as many people as they can, go out into the communities and reach the people. They would just be the church on a corner. But what people have to understand is a lot of people have the capability of doing everything that they're doing, but a lot of folks are comfortable where they are. A lot of folks are comfortable having five members in their church. A lot of folks are having are comfortable having ten members in their church. Some folks are comfortable knowing that they can do the radio and the television like y'all, 
but they just choose not to do it. But how can you be great and reach the masses if you're not willing to go out of the box and what I want to say to those that are listening concerning that is God has qualified all of you to do what these people do. There's coming a time that's coming up There's going to be what they call the changing of the guard. And when I say it's the changing of the guard, that means the folks that you see that are high up in these places, they will not remain where they are. And it's not because they're bad people. It's not because they uh, they preach very well and they do what God says very well. But life is happening to these people. And while life is happening to these people, these people are, are getting up in age. And I will say this, and I've said this to a few people before. The potter's house is not going anywhere. However, T.D. Jakes is. T.D. Jakes cannot remain the bishop of the potter's house forever because eventually it's going to come a time that he's going to transition off and somebody else is going to have to take that place. And what I want people to understand is God is positioning people to be able to go into arenas that they desire to go into and become what they need to become. They just have to be willing to do it. Um, The other thing that I wanted to say is, you know, some folks may say, well, you know, you're working with these folks. You know, it's a waste of time. You know, why why are you doing this? Uh, What is the point of it? I've even had people tell me, look, we're not going to tell anybody. This is between us. You take some of my broadcasts and you run them on your network around these people, and I will help you draw the people to your network. And I simply told them that I'm not going to do it. I don't need a name to draw the people. God's going to draw the people. Um, Mm. I don't have a problem with these people. I love these people. These people are doing the work. If folks don't like what they preach, then this is the opportunity to to step out, get on a platform, and preach what you feel needs to be preached. I'm not saying nothing bad against these people because I don't have nothing against them. All I'm simply trying to do is what God has commissioned me to do, and that is build a radio station and a television station to the nation. And in the midst of doing that, pulling in those vessels, those people that are connected to my ministry that God has given me and allowed them to get to their next dimension, their next level, and their next and help them to fulfill their purpose and their assignment here. Amen. 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 You mentioned stepping out of the box and you have done some some things um for your network that would be considered stepping out of the box. Please tell us what prompted you to, like, do literal billboards, physical, not online, but physical billboards promoting um, your broadcast and, and the, the people you have on your network and doing um, billboards on top of taxi cabs and things like that? Because I remember yeah, I, when you first came with the, the thought of it, people were telling you, why would you do that? You know, it's an Internet network. Why would you go outside? I, I will, I will, I will, I will share that information right now I will tell it and I will share it first of all God has allowed me to understand that this radio network is a radio and television station to the nation we are equal or better to the word network or TBN God simply told me to go and build a network so I thank God before I begin so I have to go and I have to put the people somewhere until I come up with a physical location now, what I did was I put them on the Internet so that people can be familiar with them and so that they can begin to already start what God has already said they're going to do. So that way when they get the physical building and they get the television station and the radio station, a lot of folks will already be trained. A lot of folks will already be in place. A lot of folks will be able to carry out what it is that they're doing because they're already doing it now. The next thing I want to say is I want to go back to what Elder James said about stepping out of the box. I do not treat my ministry like an internet radio station. 
I do not treat my ministry like um, a small church or a, a nobody church or a no-name church. I don't treat it like that. I treat it like God it is, and that is, is I am a real station and a television station to the nation. And what I have, God has allowed me to do, God has allowed me, after the network opened within 30 days, and James is one of the people that we have on a billboard that we have in Carolina, and my vision is to do it in several cities, not just here, but to, to put people's faces there, on there, and allow people to see what God is going to do in them and through them. A, a lot of folks may feel, well, you know, God, I'm not there yet. Well, guess what? God, God is allowing you to see that you're, you may not think you're there, but you're already on your way because you already have begun to step out of the box, and you've already been placed on that billboard to be able to be uh, in the midst of doing things that normally that is not normal for you to do. Now, so far, what God has done is God has allowed us to ready people's faces on billboards. And when I say billboards, I mean the billboards you drive on the street, you ride through, pass through in your car, you can see people's faces on the side of the road. I mean, you can go, you can physically touch it. Um, it's a legitimate billboard. It's not like uh, well, I'm going to pick up, a, I'm going to print off a flyer and I'm going to just post it on the side of the road. No, we have billboards that we're running um, to push what God is doing. Secondly, what we have done is we have taken advertisement and posted people's faces on cash because folks need to understand that God is not moving in a place he was last year. He's doing a new thing. And what other churches do, I'm, I, I refuse to follow them and, and be a follower because God has already called me to be a leader. So I have to be creative in doing what God has given me to do to be able to go outside of the box, to be able to reach people by any means necessary. Uh, another example, went to Jamaica recently, uh, about a month or so ago, Grand Cayman Island, went there, shared with the people about the network, gave, gave them flyers, typical flyers that normally people would get. I had them printed up, and folks were upset because I did not have bumper stickers to stick on their cabs, to stick on their cars. And what they did was they, they stuck them up um, in, their, in, their, um, in, their, in their jobs, on their location. Folks took them home. Uh, people received prayer. People received ministry. But, see, no matter where I go, whether it be on a vacation, whether it be on a cruise, whether it be me just traveling um, to Jamaica to get to, you know, my destination where I was supposed to go to Fort Lauderdale, where I was supposed to, go to be able to uh, get to my destination so I can get to Jamaica. I went through North Carolina. I went through South Carolina. I went through Georgia. I went through Florida. Every step of the way, everywhere I went, there was a flyer. There was a seed, something being uh, shared. How can I tell people to knock on doors and evangelize when they question me and I don't have nothing to tell them? Yes, I've passed out flyers in Five points. Yes, I've laid hands on people right in five points, right in the middle of Atlanta. The same thing with Jamaica. It, there, it doesn't matter where I'm going. Wherever God leads me, wherever God takes me, his ministry must be uh, shared with others. And for those that are listening, I just want to just throw that out there. Our website is www.theglorynetwork.org. That's www.theglorynetwork.org. It does not matter if you are in this area does not matter what country you're in, locally, nationally, internationally. We are currently and we are continuing to work with people all over the world. Uh, Elder James. Amen, amen. What I heard out of all of that was that you are sowing into the destiny that God has called you to. You see the vision that he has put before you, and so you're not limiting where you may be currently, what your current situation is. You're not allowing that to limit you in where you're being propelled to. That's vital. That is so valuable. You know what I'm saying? To sow upward. That's one of the things my pastor teaches us. Sow up. You know, sow where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, because you may be walking right now with these chickens, you may see where God is telling you you're going to soar with the eagles. You need to soar toward those eagles. You need to start climbing up that mountain so that you can, can soar. You can come off of it and soar into the things that God has placed you in. I think that's incredible. I really, really do. And, and it's good, good wisdom nugget. 
and something good for, for our listeners to implement into where God is calling them. And even you, Tanya, just to know, you know, that you know the what God has called you to, to the women, you know, to sow into that, to sow where God has called you to go, to start collecting clothes, to start collecting things that you know the ladies will need because you see what God is sending you. You know, you see what he's called you to do. So that's 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 awesome. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. I wanted to share I wanted to share something else real quick before the others say speaking. I just think it's so needed to, that people hear this. If God has given you a vision or a purpose or something to do uh, here on the earth, the things, the material things do not make you. If God has called you to do those things, it does not matter if you have a suit. It does not matter if you have shoes or a car. It does not matter if you have a big house or you live in an apartment. It does not matter on the bus. He still calls you to do it. He still calls you to do it. You may not have two nickels to rub together to pay for it, but if God calls you to do it, I don't care if you work in a part-time job. I don't care if you ain't got no job. You make it happen. Don't allow I don't have uh, I can't look the part. I don't dress the part. I'm not driving. I'm not riding to become an excuse and a burden to stop you from doing the thing that God has telling you is telling you to do. Because when you do that, it becomes a hindrance. Concentrating on mm-hmm. those things, because you're concentrating on those things, that's going to make you stagnant in accomplishing what God has called you to do. Amen. Absolutely. So so true. So, so true. D.L.? Well, uh, I guess, you know, through everything, it's just it's about really just staying true to what, what God has, has called you uh, to. I never thought having a, a degree in engineering and a degree in business uh, that I would would financially make the type of money that I made doing comedy. Um, I think a lot of times when we get into things that God has called us to, we don't see uh, materialistic or the financial uh, thing behind it because that's just how God is. God doesn't allow us to, when, when purpose comes into play, purpose is a fulfillment of the thing that you would do the rest of your life to free. But God also lets us know that, you know, we're worthy of our higher. And so if God is calling you to a thing, I'm trying to I tell people this all the time. God is so much smarter than any of us. So why don't we just trust him? Because the simple yeah. fact is that if he's called you to a thing, then he's already made the provision. Yeah. Because he's not going to call you to a thing to fail. He's calling you to a thing to bring him glory. And because we are heir and joint heirs of Christ, and the world is his and the fullness thereof, then that should be the same with us. So understand that a lot of times when God is calling you to something, no, we don't ever see the financial side of it or how it benefits us in any type of way. But I promise you, when I tell you, when you trust and you believe God, then the benefits are overwhelming. Uh, and that's just how God is. Like I said, I think I said this last week, but this is one of my favorite things. God has a sense of humor. I'm convinced of it. Yes, because yes. he would tell you and go and open a donut shop in a city where people don't like donuts. But that's Amen. just the type of God that we serve. And it will be successful. Yes. And people will be wondering and amazed. Now, how in the world are you successful in a city that don't like donuts? And you're being successful. Very, very true. And the only thing you can very, say very. is God. Hmm. Hmm. Now, Victor, you had stated that your journey started like 12 years ago with you working in a radio um, station. One thing that I think is imperative and very, very important that our, our listeners understand is that a lot of times God has given you a vision and called you to a thing, and you think um, either you've missed it because it has not materialized yet or you may feel like you're getting too old to pursue it or what have you, or you think that you're out of time. 
one thing that is so vital to understand is God, we, we say this all the time, God is an on-time God, the song, we sing the song and what have you and, and whatever, but what we forget is God is really not on time, God is time. So in his appointed time, things will manifest. So basically, Victor, it has taken you 12 years of being prepared, of being trained, of learning different aspects of what he's called you to for the manifestation to happen today, correct? Correct. And I also would like to add to that, for a very long time, I did what God said. And while I was doing what God said, people were not giving. People gave here and there. I would walk the streets, people had me money in the corner, not know why. You know, I went places. Um, I would go to McDonald's and stuff. People bought my lunch. A lot of things people did. But when I was at the radio station in Washington, D.C., when I was there, I know this is going to sound crazy, y'all. Well, God sent me there, but I didn't make one cent when I was there. I didn't make it. I did I was there, and it was like, God, why am I here? Why am I here? But everything that I learned in D.C. has allowed me to build what I built now. At the time when I was doing it, I didn't understand it. I didn't know why I was even doing it. When I went to Atlanta, I, I made more money in Atlanta than I'm um, doing this than I did when I was in uh, Washington, D.C. And then I just, it was a process. It was a process. It's like, look, God, I'm not in it for the money. I'm just, what, what you want? You want me to do it? You want me to do it? And when I worked a regular job, I took my money, and I would go and sow my money into what God gave me to sow simply because he told me to do it. There were days mm-hmm. I needed a haircut. That haircut needed a weight, shoes, whatever. This, what mm-hmm. God gave me was first. There was nothing else more important than what God gave me because God gave it to me. And if and when mm-hmm. I walk away from it, it would just it would just it would just it wouldn't go nowhere. It would just be still. It would just wouldn't move. And it's like the only way that it would move if I actually did what God said. I actually had to walk out what God gave me to walk out. Because I've come to stand, understand that God has given it to me, and if I back away, even if I try to pass it to somebody else, it can be still. If, how can a person do it unless you tell them what to do? So right. I'm, I just under, come to understand that it's a process, a long process. A lot of people, God don't give you stuff to do. You ain't seeing no manifestation of it. You ain't seeing no fruit of it. You ain't seeing nothing uh, manifest off it. All you know is God called you to do it. You question it. God, is that you? Did you really make me do this? You got other people that are looking at you that are wondering why you're doing it. They're thinking, why is he wasting his money? Why is he wasting his time? Is that really you? Is that really God? I don't think it's God. And they try to contradict what you do. They try to tell you, well, uh, you're doing this, but I really think it's a mistake. I actually had pastors try to talk me out of doing this. I've had pastors try to say, you know, you don't need to be doing this. And and I actually had them pull me away. But the interesting thing is, as soon as I pulled away from it, like they told me, they said, now put me on the radio. Now put me in the newspaper. <laughs> they wanted me to do it for them. It's like, come on, I don't understand. Then it was like, I come to the understanding that this is what God has called me to do. And whether people understand it or whether people like it or whether people want to give or they won't, don't want to give, this is what God has called me to do. And I've just been faithful over it. So over a period of time, God allowed it to become what it was. This was not an overnight process. I didn't just jump up, wake up in the middle of the night, start calling Russia. Oh, I'm going to call Paula White. I'm going to call Eddie Long. I'm gonna, I didn't do all that. This took a lot of time for me to do that. Now, God allowed me to access all of these people. He allowed me to meet a lot of these people. But that was all for the purpose of what it is that God has called me to do. I think so many times we forget um, the training process, the process that propels us forward into our destiny. Tanya, you have walked through so much in life, um, being saved, unsaved, backslidden, back with Christ. You know, just kind of speak on how you feel that all that you have encountered and walked through has brought you to today where you can you feel comfortable and and confident in God um, in the ability to speak into these young ladies' lives where he's called you to now? 
Well, this is where I am in my life right now. When you're going through it, it don't feel good. When it's upon you, it doesn't feel good. Sometimes you, I ask myself the question many times before, Lord, why would I have chose this life for myself? Truly, I would have chosen something different for me. But now I realize that how can you talk to an alcoholic if you've never been one? How can you truly minister to a drug addict if you truly have never been one? You can assume or an assumption, but to truly know, how, do you, how can you talk to a homeless person and tell them that it's going to be okay? God's got it if you've never been homeless. If you've never, how can you tell somebody that haven't had a meal in three days, it's going to be okay? Well, now that God has given me the prodigal son transitional home for young women, I cry. I cry because I realize that everything that I've been through in my life now was my destiny. I am very comfortable now to be able to talk to young ladies that's been out on the streets because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be manipulated by a man. I know what it's like to be beat down by a man. No, when I was going through it, did I like it? No, I didn't like it. But look where he has brought me from. And the good thing about it is, how can you go in a cardboard box and talk to a homeless person if you're too scared to touch them or you're scared to get dirty? But I know what it's like to feel filthy and dirty. But I also know the same God that allowed me, and heard, heard me what I said, allowed me to go through what I went through. Because if he didn't, I wouldn't be here today on the radio station to talk about it. So I embrace now my backslidden days. I, I do. I didn't understand it because you couldn't have never told me once I found Christ that I would ever have backslidden. But I, I'm so glad that that sanctimonial think I'm better than I am up there with God and I cannot touch you or sit next to you in church is out of me. Because it really doesn't matter to me anymore because that's what I'm here for. I'm glad that God said to me, you have to go to the ones in the streets because those ministers with those suits on don't want to get dirty. I'm glad when he said unto me, go into that house, into, into a, 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 a brothel and minister to young ladies. I'm very glad about that. So I'm not, I, I'm, it was a time in my life that I was very, what, how can I say it, embarrassed. I was, oh my God, I just didn't want to tell anybody. But I'm here to say now, oh, I'll tell anybody because I, guess what? You, have you walked in my shoes before? Everybody is filthy. Somebody has something about them. Somebody has something hidden in the closet. But they're too scared to talk about it. But I'm not scared. So I, I thank God for the boldness that he's given me to be able to speak. I thank God because one thing about it is I don't know where I'm going, where he's taking me, but I sure know where I've been. Amen? Mm. Amen. Amen. That's powerful right there in itself. So, Victor, tell us, um, we've got like 10 minutes left in the show. Tell us where the Glory Network is headed. The Glory Network is heading in a direction that it will no longer be just an Internet station. Well, it never was just an Internet station because we do things outside of the Internet. Uh, we're not just on Facebook. We're not just on Twitter. Uh, we're not just billboards. But what is going to happen is, God is going to give us a physical location. Uh, it's going to be somewhere, headquarters somewhere in North, uh, North Carolina here in the United States. And we are going to open up a physical radio station. All the people that are on the radio, Elder James, this broadcast, all of these uh, different uh, broadcasts that we have, all we're going to do is transfer them to that physical location. So when people come to that radio station, they're going to be able to be in the midst of folks like Elder James and, you know, the, the other uh, gentlemen that uh, that God has assigned to us, you know, in other regions, other parts of the country. Um, there will be a television station there where folks will be able to be in live audiences and do their broadcasts and do their ministry. So with Elder James being uh, already connected to us, we've already had discussions about this broadcast here, uh, in the future, uh, having its own television station at the network, having a location where they can um, air the broadcast, whatever uh, spot that God assigns them or whatever spot we decide. Um, but 
we are looking to be what I said is a radio station and a television station to the nation. A lot of people are familiar with the word network. They're familiar with TVN. They're familiar with Daystar. We are similar to them. We are growing very fast. We have not been open very long, but God has been sending us people from all over the world. And this radio broadcast and these television stations and all the stuff that God is doing is going to manifest really fast. A lot of people have been prophesying God says one year. God says a few months. Well, I could believe it because as quickly as people have been signing up, I've, you know, it's almost a third of the broadcast of spots is almost filled up now. And then people are consistently calling from different time zones. It's just a matter of time that God fills up the spots and allow all this to be manifestation. Amen. Amen. Well, that's an awesome, awesome undertaking. And I, I just thank God for your, your tenacity. I really, really do. You know, um, and the fact that you realize that if it's a call from God, then, you know, whatever anybody else has to say, you have to go forth in the Lord. I think we forget when we think about ministry, only thing that our minds transcends to is um, the fivefold and standing behind a pulpit when we think of ministry. But ministry is our day-to-day life. Ministry, we are called to be a servant of God no matter where we are. And all ministry is is servanthood. So it's all in our lifestyle, all that we project into people. D.L. touched on that earlier, how God called him from being a pastor behind a pulpit to go out and reach the masses in a, in a humorous way through comedy. But where he was standing before hundreds, God has now placed him before thousands. And whether he mentions the name of Jesus in his routine or not, because of his lifestyle, because of what people see his day-to-day living is, then they know and recognize that there's something different about this young man. And I want to know what it is because I want some of what he's got. You know, so we have to understand that whatever God has called you to, don't take it lightly. If he's called you to politics, if he's called you to the marketplace, if he's called you to the entertainment world, whatever he has called you to, it is still yet a ministry. It is yet servanthood. It is yet to be done unto God. And don't take it for granted. And whatever you do, do not leave God out of what he's called you to because that happens far too often. God will give us a vision. He'll even map it out and give us the direction in which to go in. And then when we start pursuing it, we forget to consult him on a daily basis. You've got to get before God daily. Really have. God is a God of detail. He wants to be involved in every single aspect of your life. So he doesn't want to be left out. It's like when you open your heart up to him, don't lock off some certain doors where, okay, God, you can sit here on my heart, you know, when I go to church. But when I walk outside of the church house and I go to my job, I got to close that door because I don't want you to see or hear what I'm professing or doing on my job. Stop that. He wants to be a part of everything. Do not think that you're on your job just to be on your job. Did you hear what Victor said? He was working at a radio station when God gave him the call and the vision. I've worked for a company right now for almost four years. God is calling me to start my own business in pursuit of the same thing that of, of the company that I've worked for. Okay, but I've had this opportunity to be here to learn what works and what doesn't work so that when my company comes into full fruition, it's going to be phenomenal. It's anointed because that's the name of it, anointed preservation. It's anointed by God because I've had the time and the the um, opportunity to learn. Okay, so wherever you are in what stage of life you are, you are wherever you're at, whatever you walk through. Make sure that you take everything that you've encountered and are yet possibly walking through as a learning experience. Some of the most valuable lessons that you can learn is the lesson of what you will not do again. Because if you've had the opportunity to do something and fail, then you know, okay, i got to do it a different way. It, it is said that the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way over and over again and expecting different results. If you've done it and it didn't work, then you need to switch it up. 
But above all, you've got to get before God. You've got to say, Lord, I need your guidance, your wisdom, your dedication in my life, okay, to accomplish what you have called me to. What Victor has done in building this network is he's hearkened to the voice of God and did not allow the voice of people to display him. You may be hearing voices from people in your own home, people that are the closest to you telling you what you can and cannot do. Do not listen to anything but the voice of God, what God has called you to, what God says can be because it is. Okay, we've got four minutes. I'm going to let each one of you guys give your closing remarks, and that will be a wrap for today. So we're going to let our guests go first. Um, so, Victor, first, your closing remarks to our people. My first thing I want to say is to that, to that anointed co-host that I listen to every single week right here on this wonderful broadcast, one of the things that uh, I got from her, and I hope a lot of the other listeners got it, is – you know, some people out here, they don't want to get their suit dirty to hug, you know, mm. a homeless man or to touch somebody else that's less fortunate. But because she has the heart of God, she's saying, mm. Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am, God. You know, she's not concerned about her suit being dirty. She's not concerned about, you know, her her suit and her hair getting messed up and her nails getting messed up. and. I just want to say that that was that was such a blessing uh, to me and for those that missed that that was such a huge blessing and for the other gentleman that I I had a chance to speak to earlier he's laughing but first of all I want to say is y'all see him laughing but y'all don't know what he he's been through but he's laughing because he's got joy in the Lord. He's got joy. He's got so much joy and what y'all need to understand is what that is that's bringing him joy that's making y'all laugh. A lot of y'all, if y'all don't know, if y'all know somebody that don't know, y'all need to find out what that's all about because he's mm. not doing that on his own strength. God is putting that on him to be able to laugh to keep y'all from crying. And then Elder James, my long-term friend, I thank you so much for bringing me on this broadcast. I know you broadcast all the way out there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I appreciate you so much. Uh, you and I have prayed together so many times, and you have helped me uh, through a lot of things in ministry. Um, and I just want to thank you for continuing to encouraging me uh, to continue to build the radio network and continue to expand it. And I look forward to a long-term partnership uh, with you uh, with the Glory Network. And for those that are listening our broadcast uh, to this broadcast, our website is www.theglorynetwork.org. That's www.theglorynetwork.org. And if you have a broadcast, you're a pastor, an evangelist, or even you have a ministry, I want to hear from you. I'm just waiting for BL to give me a call. Just, I know he's going to call. You go in and call me. <laughs> call me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you all so much. Amen, amen. All right, I'm going to let DL follow up on that one. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 will, I, will give, I will give you a call as to let those, and, and, and I told her, even with the uh, uh, the broadcast and the television ministry, uh, what you guys don't know, and this is just for you, I have all the television equipment. I bought a studio camera from ESPN, so I have studio equipment to do the broadcast things of that nature that I'm not using uh, at this time because it was supposed to be set up for – as well as Elder Collette knows. Um, what's the show, Elder Collette? Tell me real quick. It's real. No. Oh, I know about no, that. Well, I know that's about what we're doing. That's what we're doing in Vegas. Was that Israel too? Yes. Oh Lord, you know. I've always been Israel, darling. Y'all got three minutes for y'all cut off. Help them, Lord. Just getting that out there. Help them, Lord. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, uh, I have all that stuff, but I, I'll definitely give you a call. But we'll tell all the listeners, continue doing what you do. Just like the other clip said, it doesn't matter how old you are, what your age, are, age is, because what God is even doing uh, with me now uh, is revamping everything uh, that I'm doing, where I'm dealing with not just uh, the spiritual thing, but mind, body, and spirit. 
where I'm getting all of those things in order. Because even though I was hilariously funny, uh, you could look at me and see that I was undisciplined in my eating. And so my eating habits have changed as far as my uh, outside appearance has changed as well. So I'm going to be doing a tour called The Wait Is Over, dealing with from a copy aspect of getting your spirit, your mind, and your body all in one, the Trinity, in order to be the most effective person you can be for God. All right? Holla at your boy. I just want to say um, I have truly been blessed today by this show. I, I'm glad I'm, I was a listener. I'm always, man, I'm telling you. I just want to thank the speaker, the CEO, for being a blessing, just telling, us, telling me more. You were speaking to me about my destiny. D, you always touch me, believe it or not, in that funny way. You always have a way of um, touching me and my spirit. And, sis, I want to thank you as well, and I love everybody, and you guys be blessed. Amen. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you once again to Mr. Victor Marshall, the CEO of The Glory Network. Look it up. Give him a call. Amen. Especially if you have a ministry and you you know that God has called you to the airways to excuse me, spread his word. Give Mr. Victor Marshall a call. The Glory Network. We give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor for uh, being able to, to share with you once again and prayerfully encourage you on your journey in Christ. We will hit you up again next week. Same God channel, same God time. Be blessed. Let's keep it real.